Handbook for Humanity is a production of the DeZormo Foundation, a nonprofit whose goal is to support the dignity of life, born and unborn. If you would like to support Handbook for Humanity and our mission to share truthful conversation about the body, spirit, sexuality, and being a better human today, visit DeZormoFoundation.org. That's D-E-S-O-R-M-E-A-U-X Foundation.org. To donate, look under Funds column and choose Theology of the Body. Thank you for your prayers and support. Okay, welcome to Handbook for Humanity. <laughs> we are back in the podcast studio, and uh, we've got some great information to share with you today. And I'll let uh, Miss Becky kind of introduce uh, our topic for today and kind of guide us in the direction. Yeah, so we're wrapping up um, a little series that we did on the introduction to the theology of the body. Um, our last segment is on the structure and the argument um, behind theology of the body. We did take a little break, and we did some Christmas-themed um, shows, little throwbacks there, and then we dived into, if you've been listening, um, the topic of right to life, mm. especially in the month of January, where that's yeah. a special time for us. But now we're returning to our progression, which we said we we're going to be working through an introduction to Theology of the Body um, over the course of the next year. Um, and we, we're being real strategic about that. We have it mapped out. And structure and argument, argument is part of this, uh, just helping you understand what we're reading from, where we're getting our content. Um, Wait, I want to say something. Yes, please. Um, mm -hmm. Two things, actually. If uh, anyone um, skipped or missed, for whatever reason, our previous episode... Yes. Uh, when we had uh, our guests from New Orleans, Karen, mm -hmm. and uh, Lisa, the manager here at DeSarmo, that was a spectacular mm. program. It was. And everybody, everybody needs to go back, listen, and find out what all goes on here at the DeSarmo Foundation and uh, and search your heart and see how you might be able to, to help. We, yes. we have so many needs. We're, we're working. We're chugging along. But um, there are so many opportunities for you to be involved uh, with us and with the, you know, dignity of life across our state. We have decided, um, you know, no more, no more abortions. At least Planned Parenthood is not doesn't uh, have a presence here, right? That's is that right. true? Mm -hmm. We we shut mm -hmm. those down. Okay, yes. but there's still women coming in pregnant. Okay, so now what? And as as a state, if we have chosen to close down the the abortion facilities, then we need to step up, step up, and and take care of these ladies until we can, can till we can teach them the theology of the body, yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> and get and can. get things going. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. So that was the main thing, and I forgot what my second thing was. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, that's really good. It's a good start. Yeah. yeah. And thanks for that reminder, Adele. Um, and then just to remind folks, if they would like to listen in succession with these, we started, uh, I believe, in episode sixty. Okay. So Thank you for that, So 60 would be part one, and then you've got a little bit of that break for the holidays, like mm -hmm. you mentioned, and then uh, Sanctity of Life Month, and then here we are today back in. on this one. Diving okay, back so, in. and this is yeah. number like what, 70 or close to? We're getting close. We're getting close, yeah. So this will be episode 69. 69. 69. Okay, so mm -hmm. listen from 60 for a couple, two or three or four, whatever yeah. that is, mm -hmm. then come to 69, and we continue on, and then... All the rest will pretty much be in that structure right. sequence that yes. Becky uh, referred to. Yeah. 
So, um, so yeah, so into the structure and argument, um, the last part of the introduction that we're going to share with you that we think is really important as we dive into the content. Um, I, I felt like maybe we needed to back up a little bit um, and uh, talk about we've talked about the big book and I know we've mm. mentioned Dr. Waldstein and, and those kinds of things, but just to be real intentional because this structure and argument piece really brings forth the history of what we're teaching out of in this next year. Um, and part of that is, um, I'm going to, I'm going to share with you a news article for when this whole, um, release of this book that we're teaching out of was written. Okay. So this is from Catholic news agency. August 22nd, 2006, hmm. a little more than a year after John Paul II died. So the book that we're teaching out of was actually being compiled in his last years. Hmm. He, Dr. Waldstein actually had um, dialogue with John Paul II about the project and did a ton of research in the Vatican archives, John Paul II's archives, and and we've talked about some of the things that have come from this work. So here's what it was said, what was published when um, when it was about to come out. It says a new translation based on John Paul II's archives will be available. The new edition was translated from the Pope's original Polish text, which we've talked about. The finding of the Polish text is what how we know that he wrote it before he became Pope. Mm. Uh, before this edition that we're teaching out of, it was thought that he gave the audiences they were collected and then distributed. But now that we have this edition, this mm. is where the discovery that he wrote it before came from. Um, and it says, so the new edition was translated from the Pope's original Polish text. And in addition, John Paul II's original system of chapter headings has been translated from Polish for the very first time. Mm -hmm. So we get the big picture outline according to his thought. So what was happening really was that John Paul II was giving these weekly Wednesday audiences in isolation of each other. You know, I mean, he was connecting them somewhat in his repetitious fashion, but not like we have it today. And they were being published in the weekly newspaper in Italy Hmm. Okay. As a single audience, okay, mm -hmm. and eventually were collected by the John Paul II Institute and released in an Italian uh, publication, but it still didn't have the headings or the outline that John Paul II originally intended for the work. Remember, we've talked about how he wanted to publish this as a book. Yes. Mm -hmm. All yes. right. So he had a vision and he had a real logic in the way that he wanted that structured. Um, but then when he was blocked from publishing, he went ahead and proclaimed it as audiences. Hmm. So it took time for it to come to us, the whole total vision, total you know? Vision. Total, yes. vision. <laughs> total vision. I've heard that before. Yes, That's we've heard that before. That's a familiar phrase. Yes. So, uh, so it says, um, you know, so the article gives that, that background that I just talked about. And then it says, um, uh, while theologically true and pedagogically helpful, um, the, and they're talking about that the audiences were theologically true and pedagogically helpful, even being released in Italian without the headings. They lacked the coherence originally conceived by John Paul II. Um, and so John, uh, Michael Waldstein, uh, Dr. Waldstein, comments in the article, he says, the biggest difference in my translation provides... It provides the rigor of the Pope's thinking and clear order of the thought throughout the work. 
The task of the translator is to disappear as much as possible. He said, I wanted to make John Paul II's own words available. He discovered the original manuscript of Theology of the Body in the archives, as I, as I talked about. So just to give you that little background uh, of where we're teaching out of this, this is, this is the book. Interestingly, um, we do our formation from Christopher West and the Theology of the Body Institute, Ascension Press material. Um, we've been formed by the Theology of the Body Institute. So um, uh, when, when Dr. Mal- Dr. Waldstein actually made this, um, this translation, he was actually in dialogue with Christopher West in the process. Oh, that's interesting. So Christopher West had actually written Theology of the Body Explained, but when he found out about the original headings, he actually went back and revised it to include more of the progression in the way that Dr. Waldstein would be releasing it. And so it's it's interesting to see that in the, the Theology of the Body Explained, Dr. Waldstein actually did the foreword for Christopher West's renewed vision of the Theology of the Body Explained. And then when Dr. Waldstein published the book that we're teaching out of, uh, Christopher West was asked to do the preface which the preface is usually written by the author. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an interesting thing that he would be entrusted with that little piece. So there's a collaboration there in the formation that we've received and what we teach out of. And you're going to see um, Dr. Walstein will talk about how um, the way that it's structured in Christopher West's progression is very good for uh, pedagogical pers- purposes, for ed- educating. Pedagogical it, meaning it, yes, education. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. yes, right, the education piece. Cool, I was going to jump in and say, hey, can you help <laughs> um, me We out need a wordsmith. Yeah. yeah, 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 please. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've been reading Waldstein for yeah. the last 24 hours. <laughs> pedagogical, yeah. you got to break it open, right? So, right. Um, but anyway, he really, um, and, and it's not ju- just Christopher West, um, uh, the way that he mapped out the work that he talks about in the introduction, he also talks about Pascal Ide, who I have not read a lot of his. Have you, no, Adele? No, no. I want to now with mm-hmm. this research. I'm like, oh, I got to dig into this. Mm-hmm. Um, he is at the John Paul II Institute. Okay. Okay. And he, um, yeah, he just really, um, we'll talk about his progression and what. Wait, while you take a breath? Yeah. Okay, take a breath. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to keep with time, but yes, <laughs> okay, go Okay, I understand, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you set a date. And I need to, I, I want to comment on it because yeah. my, my brain is thinking, mm, when, where was I that day? You know, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, kind of thing. Okay. So you said 2006 is when the book was released? That's uh, when, This article yes, is coming out? Yes. That's when, okay. the, that's when the book was going to be released in September okay. of 2006. Okay. So listen to this. So when I first, very first time ever heard of Theology of the Body, it was on cassette tapes by Christopher West, and I think it was 2003. Well, so there you okay, go. Okay, so, so so that's predating that. Yes. So, but he's in collaboration, maybe. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But wait, it's more than that. And then in 2005, I traveled mm-hmm. on my own to Pennsylvania to go and study Theology of the Body at the Black Rock, what is it? Uh, and the Theology of the Body Institute. Institute yeah. in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. And that, mm-hmm. so that would have preceded the 2006. But Christopher West, who I didn't really have much familiarity with, mm-hmm. I mean, I was just sitting there, he was talking and presenting. And, and, and the way that it was presented, you say he went back later and re 
titled because I have the original uh-huh. Theology of the Body explained by Christopher West, mm-hmm. and I, I, I want to go back and look at it and see what the structure is. What's the difference you know? between the structure exactly. of that mm-hmm. edition and, and the then new he has edition. like a new edition, a newer edition? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So interesting, mm-hmm. huh? That's interesting. So great. Okay, timing. Yeah, so I want to read a little bit it's exactly from the preface. Um, I think this is really a good place to jump in. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Waldstein says many readers feel at sea in TOB with no clear sense of where they are and where they are going. Mm-hmm. The well disposed, those who are used to studying such rich, you know, content, attribute this feeling to it being cyclical, mystical, phenomenological, all of the things of John Paul II. But those who are less disposed, he says, I find it mind-numbingly repetitious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? like, mind-numbing. But in fact, he says, this impression is mistaken. It is in large measure due to the omission of John Paul II's own chapter and section headings that it is so hard to read without that context. Okay, okay so the, gotcha. Yeah. So he says, um, T.O.B. has a rigorous and clear order of thought throughout. When one follows John Paul II's divisions of the work with care, the structure and main argument becomes transparent. And then he gives the table of how it's laid out, and we'll talk about that before we end. Um, he goes in to talk a little, about, a little bit about um, Pascal Eide um, and the direction that he went. We'll, we may talk about that at some point if we have enough time. Um, but... Um, he also talks about that there's a guiding star for reading Theology of the Body, which I think is really important to go into. And this is written in the introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so guiding star would be like a thread that yes, runs through the you. entire work. Because anybody who has seen oh, yeah. the, uh, the, the, the full volume of all the collection, of all the, of all the talks, um, it's... Uh, it's imposing, mm. you know, war and peace size, you yeah, know, like 900 yeah. pages or something like that. And uh, so anyway, so you do need, <laughs> there's a connection mm-hmm. that runs through the whole. It's important. The whole thing. And it's important. So go ahead, Becky. Yes. So I found <clears throat> it. So with Pascal Eide, the one I spoke of, who's at the Theology Body Institute, and um, one can condense the whole argument of TOB into this statement. Gift expresses the essential truth of the human body. So, um, and then this is the line that I really wanted to share. There is, Dr. Waldstein says, there is a deep continuity between Wojtyla's point of departure in St. John of the Cross's theology, which we talked about, if you're going to go back and listen, um, of the spousal gift of self, and this core of John Paul II's argument in Man and Woman, He Created Them, to love this this line from from St. Therese of Lisieux, to love is to give everything and to give oneself. He says that is the guiding star for reaching, for reading and receiving the theology of the body. In full agreement with her teacher, St. John of the Cross, and her student, John Paul II, her axiom can serve as a guiding star for the voyage through TOB. Three important points should be kept in mind for a correct understanding of the guiding star. First, Following John Paul II, one should avoid an excessive distinction between eros and agape love. We've talked about that before, and we'll talk more. Between sexual fulfillment and the disinterested gift of self in the love between man and woman. It would not be agape 
but a slap in the face to one's spouse to say, I give myself to you only for your own good. I am not interested in any pleasure you might give me. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, what a, what a narcissist <laughs> or <laughs> egoist or... Oh, so I mean, but I don't think that would go over really well. Yes, but you can see how that can, how you can get off balance with the sacrificial gift that you make in the sexual uh, relationship, and and keep that focus so much that it becomes weighed down by it, rather than really recognizing that it was made for the ecstasy and the enjoyment. Mm -hmm. That is, it's a both and, you know, and so keeping that balance in the relationship is is really a beautiful thing. And John Paul II brings that out, especially in the theology of married love at the end, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and the second, um, so the second important point, again, I'm losing myself in my, uh, in my too many notes yeah (laughs) second in proposing the second point that is important second in proposing his sexual politics of radical gift john paul ii does not cast even a shadow of suspicion on sexual intercourse as such on sexual pleasure as such in this respect his vision of the ethos of the sermon on the mount differs profoundly from the manichaean contempt for sex so um, he goes on to talk about how in the American translation before Dr. Wallstein came and made this fuller, you know, total vision edition, um, that there was a, a tendency in the American uh, language to use the word lust rather than desire, mm. which had a different connotation. So we mm-hmm. and we do have some Manichaean threads. Christopher has taught us about that because of our heritage from the Protestant foundations, you know, the Puritans Puritans Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, And so it's interesting. So then the third, he says, is is that TOB is not primarily an abnomition. Am I saying that right? No. How do you say it? Admonition. <laughs> Admonition. Thank you. <laughs> Aluminum. Thank you. Potato. I potato. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Go ahead. Uh, to follow. The, so it's not an, an admonition to follow the law of the body, but a persuasive proclamation of the gospel of the body. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I love it. I love it. I love it. So we should probably take a break before I continue, right? Maybe do I have a few more minutes? (laughs) A couple more minutes if you're going to finish your thought. Absolutely. I'm going to finish real quick. Um, Just to go through really quickly um, the overview of the structure as as Dr. Waldstein puts it in the introduction to this um, Theology of the Body uh, content that he's given us. He says, uh, the first part are the words of Christ. This is something we teach, right? In the our words. formation mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And um, and chapter one in the first part is Christ appeals to the beginning. Then there are seven sections under Christ appealing to the beginning. What is meant by the beginning, the meaning of original solitude, the meaning of original unity, the meaning of original nakedness, man in the dimension of the gift, knowledge and procreation, and then conclusion and integral vision so that would be chapter one of part one in his outline chapter two right is christ appeals to the human heart and there are um let's see there's another seven headings right in chapter in chapter two part one in the light of part one chapter two in the light of the sermon of the mount is the first uh, section then man of concupiscence commandment and ethos the heart accused or called the ethos of redemption of the body 
purity as life according to the spirit, and the gospel of the purity of heart yesterday and today. And then there's the appendices on the ethos of the body in art and media, which we we talk about a lot in our formation. Hold on a second. Especially love and responsibility. So you've just named like 14 or 15 yes. different you know, titles, topics, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Are you and I and Tom planning to unfold each and every one of those as part of our structure? Uh, of, of our unfolding is that you know that would be ideal if we could yes that's what i'm saying i'm trying to give the audience the idea yeah. okay we're going to touch on each one of these yes because they're the topic the heading right. the but chapter title but, whatever it is but not in not in the in the depth that it's written in the book oh no no, no we're no, doing no. yeah we're gonna but, be but able we are going to be covering, covering over that so yes. hey y'all stay tuned stay tuned we got a lot that's of good right. stuff for you that's, that's right. the point that's <clears> right so um so we're going to take a little break here before I continue that. But I do want to assure you before we take our break that we will actually put an outline that I'm reading to you on the show notes. So you can go okay. back and really chew. Oh, you know, like not chew it. Yeah, maybe <laughs> put it in your mouth and chew it. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, isn't there Mullet a scripture over. like yeah. that? Ponder, where, ponder. Where, the Blessed Mother yes. pondered. Yes, ponder, ponder. Dig okay. into. Yeah. We've got a few I different things. I know there's something in the scripture about it. somebody eating eating the word yes, 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 right, they ate right. the scroll and it was sweet right yeah yeah, I think yeah. So, yeah so, so print it out mm-hmm. put it in your mouth see how it tastes <laughs> anyway it'll be there yeah yeah bitter okay. to the stomach but sweet to the taste <laughs> yeah yeah i think was i think that's revelation how that went he yeah, was told so. the angel told him to eat the scroll and he went really yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a hamburger anyway no. well let's go to break <laughs> having fun with you guys today on handbook for humanity we appreciate uh, you guys listening with us today um this is a podcast that is produced and um, sponsored by the DeSarmo Foundation here in Lafayette, Louisiana. And um, we are uh, very excited that you guys are joining us and look forward to uh, spending some time with you for the rest of the discussion as we go into the next part. Thanks so much. Here we are again. Okay, so I told you about what part one was. I gave you the headings um, for that. And then I'm going into now um, part two, the sacrament. So Wait a minute, did I? Oh, no, I'm sorry, I almost missed. Uh, part one, chapter three, would be Christ Appeals to the Resurrection. How could I forget? Mm-hmm. Don't forget that, that one. That's my favorite That's one. so important. <laughs> um, well, there's only two headings under that chapter, and it's the resurrection of the body as a reality of the future world. Great meditation there. Mm-hmm. And continence for the kingdom of heaven, which would touch upon um, the, the living out of virginity for the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and of course, he makes a little conclusion to part one uh, as a whole, and he moves on to part two, which part two, the heading is the sacrament, okay? So we have the word and we have the sacrament, right? That's our faith. And so the whole teaching we teach is, is, is our faith mapped out in the same um, two very important pieces of what we are given by the Lord. So... Part two, chapter one, the dimension of covenant and grace is the name of chapter one. And the three sections are Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. The second one is sacrament and mystery. And the third one is sacrament and redemption of the body. So chapter two of part two is the dimension of the sign. The three headings under chapter two of part two are the language of the body and the reality of the sign. If you go back and listen to our podcast, you'll hear these 
pieces. Yep, we've right? covered a lot of this. The mm-hmm. Song of Songs is is part two of chapter two. And then section three, when the language of the body becomes the language of the liturgy, which is something that we've covered as well in our in our conversations. Um, and then chapter three is uh, entitled, chapter three of part two is, he gave them the law of life as their inheritance. And the two sections under chapter three are the ethical problem and the outline of conjugal spirituality or I would say married love, right? Um, a married, uh, the spirituality of marriage, you know, if the Something, word conjugal is not Hold married. on a second. Uh, everything that you're listing there, mm-hmm. it sounds to me very familiar. Yes. Uh, as the chapter titles and the se- or the section titles that we are going to cover in Level 2, Theology of the Body, which begins on February the 22nd. Mm. So if anybody's interested in hearing mm-hmm. that, y'all need to sign up on the Desarmo website, uh, go to the ministry tab, click Theology of the Body, and you can register for our classes yeah. uh, during Lent. Yes. We're going to cover all this stuff. I, really I mean, like in depth, like not on the on the radio podcast here. We're going to yeah, hit we on get, all of those, we have but we're year, going like deep in that. But, yeah. 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 And you could be with other people and sit yes. around and we'll have some, you know, granola bars for you. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. y'all come. Yeah. So, so great. It'd be great if you come and you receive that and then we're going to be covering this for a year, you'd get even more, but you'd have a context for it. Yes, yes, right? yes. And so um, so then, you know, once he presents, this is the outline. This is the outline uh, that John Paul II intended. This is how he wanted us to understand the big picture as we move into the content. And um, he goes into comparing it to the alternate structures, um, like the first release in the Italian version and how they were ordered. So they, of course, it was simplified. Nobody even knew this existed, this outline. I mean, it was in the archives. Mm-hmm. And so what had the way that they structured things were just six topics that they uh, kind of grouped the audience and audiences in. Um, this- I think they called them cycles. Yes, they called yes. them cycles, that, that's right. That's what I learned with Christopher West 2005 yes. before they had made this um yes this outline yes okay okay so they called them cycles they called them cycles and um and it number one was the beginning number two was redemption of the heart number three the resurrection of the flesh number four christian virginity number five christian marriage and number six love and fruitfulness so that's in a nutshell, right? Taking right. the audiences and categorizing them in these cycles and release mm-hmm. them. But the translation was not great. I mean, especially because of what was being found by Dr. Wallstein, we now see that it was not as um, as clear as it could have been. Um, the, the What they did was basically take what the newspaper had released and the newspaper are, that you know retelling the audiences some of the translation of the of the those um, audiences were then translated into different languages and some of the very important points were skewed so you can see like the americans using the word lust rather mm-hmm. than desire and those kinds of things that's just it's very point. true when they say you know yeah. it loses something in translation right yeah, I mean that—that's a fact. I'm—I'm um, I'm a linguist. I—I I am bilingual. I studied, you know, I studied, right. uh, f- you know, language, and um, and it in some, uh, for instance, in in French, which is my my language that I that I studied, um, 
there are some words that are so rich, the, the what they convey, mm. you know, and in here and, you know, if you look in like just a translation of it, like you go on your little Google phone thing and translate, you know, it's a little one word, little funky little word, you know, and it's like, uh, that, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that doesn't, doesn't do convey <laughs> doesn't do the richness, mm-hmm. the beauty, the depth of whatever. Mm-hmm. One thing that I used to do, and I really enjoyed doing this, I, <clears throat> I got a hold of a French Canadian um, missalette. Mm. Oh. And I subscribed to it and it would come to my house every month, kind of like Magnificat. Yes. Okay. And I would read the scriptures of the day in French and it, it changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it just, it just was so Thank much, you for that. it was so yes. uh, much more yeah. deep. Wow. Uh, you know, just yeah. English language is not the most beautiful, precise language. We, we kind of group things together. It's like, oh, yeah. let's move on, you know, just, mm. eh, I would just call it that. Yeah. You know. For I don't the sake know. Sake of brevity. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Oh, but anyway, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah no, the richness the is richness. what you're, you're talking yeah. about here, and it's um, yeah, it, it lost something. Back to what yeah. you were saying, it lost something yeah. in the different translations. Yeah, Absolutely. I love, I love you sharing that. That's, okay, that's a really good, that's a good, really good way to, um, to relate to what's being said here. So, um, so yeah, so that so this, that was the Italian version. Then he goes on to talk about how Christopher West. Um, organizes the information before this becomes um, available to him through Dr. Wallstein. He said the way that Christopher West has it is is uh, part one. Who are we establishing an adequate anthropology? And the cycles are original man, cycle two, historical man, and cycle three, eschatological man. So that's basically the level one book, right, that we oh, use right. for formation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eschatological and, means, you know, the future, heaven heaven life uh, eternal life in that eschatological yes what we will be after this life yes right? and so part two is how are we to live um applying an adequate anthropology the cycles are celibacy for the kingdom the sacramentality of marriage and cycle six would be love and fruitfulness um and he, and uh, Dr. Volstein says this way of dividing and reading the text seems in itself legitimate. It is also backed by the considerable authority of the original version in Italian. It should not be rejected, but seen as an alternate and pedagogically effective way to organize the argument, mm-hmm. right? So when one compares the two divisions, the main difference is that John Paul II's own division of the text in John Paul II's own division of the text, virginity is seen predominantly through the lens of the resurrection as an anticipatory sign of the resurrection, whereas in the original Italian and in West, it is predominantly seen as a state in life. Mm -hmm. So that virginity is a sign of the future resurrection lived out rather than a particular state in life. I I remember um, hearing in in one of our our presentations uh, that we were taking from, um, virginity was not so much, uh, you know, a celibate type thing as it was perfection. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that would apply to the eternal or the, you know, the heavenly uh, divine realm mm-hmm. of virginity, right. meaning perfection of what was meant to be. Well, and because we're fallen, not just perfection, yeah. but a, a total integration, right? Yes, to be able yes. to integrate the body and the soul and you know, all of our faculties. It's kind of it's yeah, kind of like where you know the word virginity or virgin uh-huh. it loses something in the translation. What the intention mm-hmm. was. 
you know, yeah. yeah. And yeah. even, I mean, it's it's good to even say here, like the, that virginity, we've even talked about at some point in the study, that virginity can even be achieved in some way through the marital relationship lived out in in chastity. Yes, like yes. Like virginity in the definition of the integration of self and the growing in holiness. But the living out of virginity as a, as a, in the celibate life is is a you know a, a sign of the resurrection that's kind of yes. john paul ii's whereas christopher focused on it becoming like um, celibacy for the kingdom mm-hmm. right which mm-hmm. is part of the teaching and what we understand but there's a, a broader and more um yeah a richer way to to think about it in valstein's um interpretation so then he talks about um pascal ides um outline and what he did in um in releasing uh, the theology of the body as the four historical states of the body. He does part one, the theology of the body is part one. That's what he labels it. The body in the state of original innocence, the body in the state of sinful nature, the body in the state of redeemed nature, the body in the state of glorified nature, and an application of the state of the glorified nature to continents for the kingdom of heaven. Um, so kind of, that's Pascal Ide's first part. Part two is the theology of marriage, a general study of the sacrament of marriage, application to pastoral care of marriage and the family. And that's the only two sections under part two. He says that the strength of Ide's structural proposal is that it highlights the sequence of the four historical states of man. Um, uh, but it, it, he says that it's also true, though, that John Paul II was tripartite. So that means he did things in triptych, and we've talked about that before. Three. And so mm-hmm. he feels like with Pascal Ides, you know, just like with Christopher West, there was that distinction of the resurrection and how it's addressed by in the thought of John Paul II. Um, in Pascal Ides, what he feels like is is missing is that um, adherence to the, the triptych, which is you know, in line with our anthropology of having a beginning, a middle, and an end in three parts. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way that Pascal I kind of li- lays out uh, the work. But uh, other than that, he said, it, you know, that there is value to everything. Of course, he does a, a good job of doing that. He's still teaching on Theology of the Body. I want to learn more from Pascal I. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, well, so, lucky, yeah. lucky you. Yeah, so mm-hmm. interesting. Um yeah, what do you think about that, Adele? I mean, I know that's a lot for our listeners, and it might be uh, not as um, enticing as some of the things we're going to cover before, but it, it'll be recorded in an order that as you become interested in such, mm-hmm. you can always have it in the order in which we gave it. And you can yeah. go back and listen to this mm-hmm. podcast and say, okay, what's coming up in the next you know, two weeks or three yes. weeks or whatever? You can, yes. You'll know. Yes. Okay, um, a couple of things. <clears throat> The structure, I mean, it was, I mean, you know, you've been talking for quite a while. And yes. all these different uh, angles or mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, it occurred to me that um, it's like, okay, I'm a visual person and I'm trying to picture all this uh, some kind of way. And I see the catechism. Mm-hmm. Okay, the catechism is structured right. in multiple ways. You know, they have, mm-hmm. you know, the sacraments, they have... Uh, the creed, they have the Our Father, the whatever, all these the different pillars. things. Yeah, the pillars. And then, yeah. you know, so that's basically, so if anybody's wondering, you know, what is Becky talking about going around in circles? No, it, it's like that. That's the way that it's laid out. And notice the genius, too, of of John Paul, because he was heavily influencing 
the catechism, right. you know, at the same mm-hmm. time. So it's like, hey, guys, this is how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. This is how it works. This is, you know, logical. The other thing is that in my studies, um, although we didn't go in depth into it, I certainly got had to get familiar with um, the Summa Theologica. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, part one, chapter one, part two of chapter two of part one of the first part. <laughs> you know, they had all these yeah. different, you know, so that just seems to be the, the structural way that these brilliant minds yes. were able to sort through and, and logically uh, put together these huge, massive mm-hmm. works, because all of it is, and, and and then have it meaningfully connected because it's all connected. God is perfect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And so to, to show, you know, from a human standpoint, God's incredible plan yes. for, you know, this, that, whatever we're talking yeah. about, mm-hmm. you know, it's manifold. And that these brilliant men were able to to put it together in a way that you and I, and maybe, you know, man on the street kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, and I'm yeah. kidding, you know, that, but <clears throat> that we could go through and make sense out of it and, and make sense out of it. Um, not on your first read. This is not something that you're reading while you stop at a red light. No. Okay. Uh-uh. No, no, you, you ponder this. And yes. I remember we had a guest one time or somewhere and he said he keeps, you know, one of these documents next to his bed and he reads maybe a paragraph a night. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it. Yeah. That's it. This is so deep and right. big that you have to give it concentrated uh, time yeah. and concentration. And so those were sort of my thoughts yeah. as you were going through it, that there is a logical order. Uh, it's not, but it's not for the timid. It's not yeah. for the timid, but it's also for every human but person. But it is for everybody yeah. because it, if mm-hmm. you have a body, it applies to right. you. Exactly. So how deep do you want to go, basically? Yeah. You know? And so that's why we have level one, level two, and we kind of touch on those right. kind of lightly. Uh, and maybe some in our podcast, maybe we won't go into the depth that right. you know the the actual work is. Yeah. But it's there if anybody wants it. That's right. You want to go that that's deep? We, put on your scuba that's gear. What We're going I down. I say yeah. when we give formation, I say, yeah. listen, you can you can do this light. Yeah. You can do this heavy, but we're going to give you everything we have mm-hmm. at every level and let you know where you can look for the deeper, where you can Correct. get it in a nutshell in our paperwork and right. in the workbook and all the things and and the extra things that we give you. We want you to have it all so that whatever level you want to go it's up to you it, you mm-hmm. have it in those forms light Correct. medium mm-hmm. diving into the deep you know kind of but yeah. uh, but it's really and, and and diving into the deep really isn't about really having to have all of this you know vision and but it's important for those who are ready to go there and i th- i really encourage listeners if you've heard anything that has piqued your interest in the retelling of the structure um, and the argument, I would challenge you to actually look at what we put in the show notes and look at the outline. Because as I was reading through the outline for the first time, it like it was almost like the picture, you know, seeing things from a bird's eye view, and I could see what the progression was that I had maybe heard before, but just didn't realize the order. So um, some you didn't people, slow down enough yeah, to, <laughs> to exactly. pay attention to see right, to see the right. big no no and, and we all it, do everybody's rushing everybody's and going. truly I believe there'll be there are listeners who a lot of our listeners who come to formation and they've had some some touch points with what we've talked about today so mm-hmm. it's it's not 
you know, it's, it might be mind numbing and repetitious (laughs) (laughs) for people, um, listening, but, uh, but it can be very, very good. Uh, if you've heard anything that's piqued your interest to really know where it is and you can go back to it when you're ready for it. If you, what what we're going to do with mm -hmm. all of this eventually, uh, or what you listener will eventually figure out and say, this is the answer Mm -hmm. to everything that we have been, uh, bombarded with uh that we're we're trying to get our you know our heads are spinning with uh the attack on the family and on humanity and Mm -hmm. on on everything we got to get back to this so as Mm -hmm. mind-numbing as it might sound we have a profound problem in our culture right now and we once we understand that the answer has been given to us you might want to spend a little bit more time on it. Well, speaking of mind-numbing, what's coming to my mind is that, um, you know, I think I've mentioned before in studying, having gone in, I've I've given my own history about being in a very broken place, entering into Mm -hmm. studies, um, and not really feeling like I could learn anything because Mm -hmm. my mind was felt paralyzed more than anything. But... um, but the the teaching reached me in the heart, and I in the heart. I didn't realize once my head started to clear how much I had assimilated, mm-hmm. um, without having the the brain space for it. Mm. Just through your grace. eye cloud is full. Yeah, exactly <laughs> through grace. Yeah, and so um and and even now, you know, I think I've said too before that that I have I've I've suffered three concussions. So I do when I say I lose my words at times, and mm-hmm. I I this is part of my neurological, you know. But uh, but the but but I'm able to study, you yeah. know, and I'm able to write, and I'm able to. So it's it's we don't have to have a, a superior intellect. To be able to receive what is of the Spirit. Correct. Right? Because if the Holy Spirit wants you to know yes. it, he's going to get it through. Yes. He's going to get it through one yeah. way or another. Uh-huh. It might be in a simplified form. It might be that you've heard this and you don't know what it's talking about, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you'll see something, a bumper sticker or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And it's going to go, oh, yes. that's what they mean. Yes. Okay, I get it. That's called, you know, I- illumination. And it's uh-huh. one of the stages right. Of our spiritual journey, of our spiritual growth. Yes. John the Cross, you know, points it out. You know that when the light bulb goes off, that's the Holy Spirit. And you don't have to be super educated no. to experience the illumination. The Holy Spirit's got it all. He whole, knows everything. Yeah, the whole Spirit. In, in fact, sometimes it's even better when you are not highly educated. Yeah, yeah, you get in your own way. But um, no, but just to receive it in the raw human experience and then let it be expressed. The Lord, you know, has, has brought so many saints Absolutely. that we know of in that in that regard. And so um, just that encouragement, specifically because this is a light, we keep saying, shined on the gospel. Mm-hmm. It is the word of God, which has no end as we take it in. We're, it's ever new. And it is for every human person, mm-hmm. uh, no matter how intellectual we seem to get with it. <laughs> the, um, I want to give Tom right. a chance to yeah. talk about it, Tom, but I got something <laughs> on my mind. Hold on, I'll give I it to you. I do want you to. <laughs> I'm going to pitch, you. Sorry, I'm gonna pitch it to you in a second. Okay, so I know yeah. that Christopher West uses uh, this uh, particular um, image, and I like to use it too because it makes sense to me. Um, <clears throat> theology of the body is not new. It is not new. It's old. It's scripture. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that it is more, uh, theology of the body is more like 
a lens mm-hmm. to see something that's always been there. And I, uh, I uh, like the, um, the image of going into the eye doctor where they click on it and they say, you know, is one better than two? Is two better than three? You know, and it's foggy. You're looking at the letters E, A, you know, Z, whatever you're looking at. And it get just they bring it into focus. And that's what the theology of the body will do for you. If you if you hang with us, it's going to bring into focus those things that have already always been there. The scripture, yes. the gospels, you're going to hear it on Sunday. You're going to hear it if you go during the week when you're just reading your, your scripture on the side of your bed before you go to sleep at night. You're going to see things that you had not mm-hmm. you had passed over before. It was kind of foggy before. Now it's going to be sharp. Beautiful. Tom, can you wrap us up wow. and tell us, share what your so, perspective is? <laughs> so much, so much from the man on the street to, uh, to kind of yeah. uh, grasp and, uh, and bring in yeah. and, uh, and try to understand. But what I'm really hearing um, as I sit here and listen to this beautiful explanation is um, this particular episode that we're working on today um, is going to really just be a resource mm-hmm. um, for our listeners and it sets up that there's some really intentional thought yes. about how this was put mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we think about that from a, a, just a common perspective, um, I, you know, I'll just throw a, a, a sports analogy out there. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's millions of ways to play a football game. And there's millions of coaches that have come in Mm -hmm. and influenced certain types of plays, certain types of defense, certain types of offense. True, true. Yeah. And then here's, you know, like a collection of there's just everything involved in this that was put together. And like Adele just said, it's really scripture. It's the Bible, Mm -hmm. Old Testament, New Testament, being looked at at a time. Um, so many different players, right? There's mm-hmm. many authors of the Bible, um, all inspired by God, right? But handwritten right. by many different people. Um, so here it is putting together, I think, for our time. Yes. I think it's given us a chance to look at this and how important at this time uh, in our world where it seems like um, the individual person, that body that we all possess, which is why this is important to everybody, um, is under attack, confused, and um, as Adele often says, this is a light. This is a light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. that's going to guide us through. And so just having, you know, Becky work through um, the idea of why the book is put together the way that it is, um, I think just gives us an idea like, uh, why is God asking us to run this play? You know, kind of like yeah. a sporting event. Why? Mm-hmm. And and it, it is intentional, um, and it starts in the beginning, which is, you know, kind of, I think, where we're going to go next uh, with, with Flip our, a coin. our episode <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <First> thing. <laughs> of uh, what we're going to yeah. jump into. And um, that's kind of, I think, where people need to go back to is, is you know, the, the question of knowing um, who we really are. Thank you for that. Mm. And I mean, I've said a lot already um, in this episode, but I do think just to say, Tom, what you were inspiring in me as you were speaking is how um, Wallstein talks about the strengths Mm. of each layout of the structure Yes, yes. before he talks Mm. about what maybe the fallout was in regard to John Paul II's vision. And I think we've talked about repeatedly how this comes through, theology of the body is meant to come through the human experience Mm. and be integrated Mm. into the person, into the real life circumstances. So I love that analogy with the sports and there's so many different ways to make, you know, to play and to 
strategize. And, yeah, lots and, of uh, ways to get to the yeah. goal line, right? right. To uh, to get to yeah. the finish. But one uh, another question for but both of y'all. But we want to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's all this, going that way. This is, this is big. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, this is for all the models. Yeah, this is okay. it, right. Yeah. Um, so uh, just some personal um, responses on this that I know both of you studied um, in Pennsylvania at the uh, Theology mm-hmm. of the Body Institute. Were y'all ever able to do classes with um, Volstein on on that? So yeah. you, you guys actually met him. What what was that kind of yes. like? Be- Becky did. I, I did. did not. Okay. Um, okay. So my, did my, my course yeah. uh, setup was different. Okay. Okay. Than Becky's. Um, I'm pretty sure so did Colby. But uh, but yeah. So it was like meeting a true disciple mm. of John Paul II. He had so much of his character. And I have to imagine just from the, the length and the depth that he's devoted his life, you know, to the writings of John Paul II, um, yes, so much of his character. Um, yeah, it was a beautiful... I will tell you that some people were sitting out on the steps weeping hmm. because it was so hard for them, yeah, that yeah. course, because of the depth. But, um, but by the end of the week... Uh, and looking back, I think all of us who took that course are very, we very much appreciate the richness that has grown within us mm-hmm. from applying mm. such a hard time of study yeah. with him. But he was a, a wonderful, um, a wonderful man, a wonderful presenter, a wonderful teacher. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think what you just said uh, exemplifies what you have said in the past, you know, you struggled like you didn't think it was for you or what am I going to get out of it? Mm-hmm. What can I, you know, this is not meant for me, whatever, all these kinds of things, but you hung with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at some point the lights go on, mm-hmm. you know, and same for the people that are crying outside cause they can't get it. But if they stuck with it, exactly. it eventually it blossomed, yes. you know? So I, I urge all of our listeners stick with us. Mm-hmm. We have a richness here. It's coming from a very good source. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not making this stuff up. We're just bringing it to you in the way, shape and form that we find that we can yeah. get it out to you. Uh, it was my thought, uh, you know, I wanted to shout this from the rooftops when, and, and I didn't have a rooftop mm-hmm. to shout from. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess what? Now I do. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this particular episode for Handbook for Humanity. And thank you for joining us today. You can find everything we referenced and discussed in today's show notes. If you'd like to contact us with a question or comment or anything you want to share, let us know. Please send an email to handbookfh1 at gmail.com. Again, that's handbookfh1 at gmail.com. Please subscribe to this podcast. We're available on all major networks such as Spotify, Apple, or Google. If you have a minute, please leave a review. Honest, what you think. We definitely want to know. Share with your friends, family, anyone who is human that you think can benefit from these conversations. Production of the DeZormo Foundation, a nonprofit whose goal is to support the dignity of life, born and unborn. If you would like to support Handbook for Humanity and our mission to share truthful conversation about the body, spirit, sexuality, and being a better human today, visit DeZormoFoundation.org. That's D E S. O-R-M-E-A-U-X foundation.org to donate, look under funds column and choose Theology of the Body. Thank you for your prayers and support.